0: Here are your host, Steve
1: and Chris. And good evening, Cyberspace. Welcome to Squatch DTV for today's date, May 23rd, 2021. I'm your host, your guide, the Squatch Detective Steve Coles, along with... My co-host, the one, the only, back in action again, Mister <laughs> Chris,
2: the Back Bennett. Oh, it's good to see you, man. Good good to glad you're here, brother.
1: So as usual, we're going to go down the the chat room here and say hi to folks. Oh, um, yeah. Ot was here at one point.
2: <laughs> hey, Ot, where
1: you at? Where you at? And we got, of course, we get Am and Chris in the room, and, and of Chris. course, we Welcome. got my good friend. Rockite Man 2001, that's Kite. Alan, hello Alan, hello, and we got John Swan in there, welcome John, Mr. Celtic, good to see hey, you sir, Mr. Celtic, welcome, and of course we got, hello Mary, I think this is, Hi, I don't Mary. Know if this is Mary's first time here, but first time she's said hello in chat, hello Mary, welcome. welcome, Troy's Reviews is in the house, hello I'm Troy, Troy. Of course, our good friend Brian and Chewy go hiking. <laughs>
2: Brian and Chewy. I
1: see an enigma is in the house again, too. Pat over okay. at Squatch Talk is here as well. And Pat. Brandy, hello. Good to see you here, Ian. Brandy. Brandy. Uh, so uh, going down the list here, we got Donnie 720. Just says wow. two.
3: Hey, Donnie. <laughs> All right.
1: Nikki, hello. Nikki, how are you? Good to Welcome, see you Nikki. here. Bob Lemley in the house. Hi, Bob. Don Fuller's in the house, too. We said hello to Pat. Welcome, oh, Don. The Tall Ones is also in the house. All right. Oh, my good buddy. Uh, we used oh. to work with this guy, Mr. Jeff Trifoletti. Good to see you, hey. Jeff. Welcome, Jeff. Of course, Sherry's in the house, as Hi, always. Hi, Sherry. <laughs> and probably right next to her or Hope and the Watson Rufus. So, <laughs> so anyway, uh, Alan says, howdy, guys cut blocks stop yelling at us <laughs> uh, anyway so anywho uh here we are uh after a couple of weeks hiatus uh for folks who didn't know i was at let me get some pictures up here for show everybody i was at the uh, okay or maybe not <laughs> it's trying yeah. it was oh. at night time that's right <laughs> Well, let's go back to let's try this one more time. If that happens every once in a while, but the, the photos will crash. There we are, yeah. um, there we are at the uh, Sasquatch Triangle hey. Bigfoot Conference.
2: I recognize that, in, that place.
1: That was in Coshocton, Ohio, hmm. and a nice time. Of course, while it was there, I you know saw some some characters like Shane Corson, past guest on the Olympic Project, of course. Yeah. Now this one maybe and of course Eric Altman was in the <laughs> house and then we took a little trip over to uh, Salt Fork at one night, uh, night after the conference and we had to stop and take a picture of the sign by Bigfoot Ridge Bigfoot Ridge so that's uh, that's been the fun stuff we've been doing all um, well, my backgrounds just shut down <laughs>
2: Ah, uh, well, you know, you got to expect some gremlins now that you started show streaming. There. there we go. There we go. So, hang on. Let
1: me, hang on. This, this may alleviate some of the problem. I have to uh, kick some of these off. There we go. All right. can only hold so much. You know the computer. Yeah. I'm going to stress it. <laughs> so anyhow, oh, look who's in the house. is Jay Bichochin.
2: Hey, Jay. And,
1: uh, Fango 35. Welcome, guys. Welcome. Hi, you're welcome. So... Oh, uh, and uh Ryan Adams showed up too. Not Brian Adams, Ryan Adams. Hi hey, Ryan, welcome. Good to see you. Welcome. Um, yeah, well, Jay, uh yeah, Jay, Steve, uh and and Chris, uh Chris, we've been talking for a while now that that we may just go to a YouTube only format because I have problems communicating a lot of times to Facebook because every so often Facebook will want to re require a recertification. <laughs> Huh. And and it's getting a little difficult. And I think that for the broader base, I think going to YouTube is pretty easy for everybody. Yeah. So, yeah. so I, I think that's what we're going to be probably doing going forward. Uh, probably, I would say, July 1st. So July 1st, mm-hmm. we're going to be YouTube only. Uh, so folks that are on Twitter, you can hobble on over to uh, the tube and catch us all cool. there
2: is facebook doing that for like uh, political stuff or what? I mean because we're not political on the show. We don't do politics. So, yeah. <laughs> I don't exactly. understand it.
1: I don't know. Uh the tall one says that we double check and Leon isn't in the back way. No, Leon will be here uh between 9:30 and 9:45, so yeah. we, you know. So, we have Steve the, the Curious Cryptid. cryptid filling in I mean, well actually he's part of the conversation but he's going to be carrying the 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 load of the show which in a lot of cases people say is me but <laughs>
2: um but he'll be carrying the the uh uh cc's got the weight of the show on his shoulders but that's they, right. they're strong and able <laughs> yep
1: and and even pat uh agreed that don't split between facebook YouTube, just go youtube and the audio side i agree I agree. Of course, uh, uh, just a quick reminder to all our folks out there before we start tonight's fun frolicking. If you're listening on Anchor FM, either on iHeartRadio, Spotify, Stitcher, uh, Google, uh, Google Play Store, uh, Apple Podcasts, um, or any of those wonderful services... Uh, if you're free on Sunday nights at 9 p.m. Eastern, pop on over to the YouTube channel, youtube.com forward slash Steve Coles, and we will uh sure to have fun with you as well as the rest of our true troops here. And uh, oh my goodness, here we are Jimmy Tricks in the house, Charlie Wonton's in the house, <laughs> and Dave Winters in the house.
2: Yeah. <laughs> so, yes, Dave, you got to have this. So anyway,
1: and and before we introduce, but our our guest is more than welcome to comment on uh, this early breaking news we had this morning from, of course, the Guardian newspaper over in uh, the UK, claiming that uh, these Yowie hunters claim to have found two pictures of, uh, have two FLIR pictures or FLIR video, which only lasts about 10 seconds. Um, of an alleged yaoi. And of course, one in one picture, you really can't tell much because it's behind a bush. But in the second picture, we tell a lot. And here it is. Ta-da! Uh, um, not a yaoi.
4: Um, I no. didn't know they had binoculars. No, well, it certainly
1: does look like they're looking through like field glasses. That's for sure. It looks that would like explain
2: why thing. they can see you coming from so far <laughs> away. They've got their own set of binoculars. That's right. Um, they're squ-
1: they're squat binoculars.
2: Yeah, I'm sorry, man. I'm not seeing it here. I'm not seeing the yeah. Sasquatch there. Uh, yeah. Oh, yeah. He's wearing shorts and uh, looks like they go to just above uh, no, the I think knee
4: that's there. That's just a hairy butt. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> So, um,
1: I don't know, folks. The panel thumbs up or thumbs down? I'm giving it a thumbs
2: down. No, 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 Chris? definitely. Uh, thumbs and down, it's
1: man. unanimous thumbs down. Yeah. All right, on to the next one. <laughs> yeah. So, anywho, uh, Cece Steve, um, uh, tell us about yourself and how you got involved in this crazy business of Bigfoot research and why you're not on. Meth, if you are in this
4: business, <laughs> <laughs> well, about uh, 20 years ago when I was in high school and uh, a couple years uh, passed there, uh, I did go out camping a lot and uh, did spend a lot of time out there <laughs> and did have a couple of experiences. But uh... this is the
1: first time I'm seeing Ryan Adams in, in our chat. I'm glad he's here because he said, Crap, the Yetis have fleers now, too. <laughs>
4: Well played, Brian. Well played. I didn't even think Fleer. Yeah. (laughs) They have them too.
1: Killing me, Ryan.
4: So, so anyway, um, life got busy. I got married, got a job. I kind of set all this aside because I figured, you know, someone's going to have this figured out in a year or two. That was 20 years ago. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, so still waiting for that. Yeah. Um, a couple years ago, I heard a voice in the woods that, uh, sounded a bit like, uh, some sort of native American language, uh, may- maybe something, maybe something like Inuit mm-hmm. and, uh. I was out there alone, so no witnesses. My cell phone uh, microphone wasn't sensitive enough to pick it up. But I looked, I had two directions to look, you know, the the ears will resolve a direction and Mm -hmm. and you can't necessarily discern ahead or behind. So I looked ahead where the road was, where someone would be walking up if someone were having a conversation walking up my driveway and there was nothing there. And when I turned around behind me, by that time, there was nothing there. Gotcha. But that got me starting to look at stuff again and, and wonder what was going on. And then I ran back into the Sierra sounds that I had heard a long time ago and started to look up if there were Bigfoot sightings in the area where we have our vacation property and, and there are just over the ridge so I started to dig into. Well, how, where is this advanced for twenty years? There must have been great strides of progress. Uh, yeah. What do you think about that?
1: <laughs> what progress? Yeah.
4: And 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 so I started looking at DNA, and, and this was one of my favorites. You, you had Dr. Hart on, and uh, I, I I saw there was a DNA study. Oh boy. Someone's really taking this seriously. Bear in mind, this is May, 2019. And I start, Oh, great. So what are they studying? You know, when are they going to publish? Cause I figured if they'd published, I probably would have heard about it. Yep. And, uh, I, I, I slept through all of that, uh, with, with my head down in business. And, uh, so, Oh, this is done. <laughs> you know, to borrow a line from Aliens, whatever happened here, it's over. Yep. yep. <laughs> I started digging back into DNA late that summer, and uh, then around the early 2020, I uh, uh, Dr. Meldrum put me in touch with uh, Dr. Hart, and uh, a lot of interesting things happened then. Then uh, the the current health crisis came up, so I ended up having a lot of free time on my hands and uh, ended up going out into the woods once in a while.
1: Ah, comment from Larry Meitzner saying, I think you need to check your facts before hammering people. Uh, Well, uh, can you please clarify whom you're speaking about? But anyhow, let's continue on.
2: I hope that wasn't about the Yowie photo.
1: It could be the Yowie photo. Yeah. It could be the. Hey, I'm just going at, hey, they, these are the pictures they put up.
2: Yeah,
4: yeah, yeah. That's the thing uh, for the not, not
1: Yowie. But he may be speaking about a particular DNA study, too. Mm.
4: Well, there, there are two actually to choose from uh, there, there's the psych study. Which is couched in its own interesting way. And uh, as, as far as the, the Ketchum study goes, as I dug through the Ketchum study, I found so many problems, potential problems anyway, with, with the chemistry and, and things that she put into her report that demonstrate the kind of problems that she was having. And, and they're, they're common problems. And Dr. Hart covers that so well in his book. And it's, it's really clear and, and very concise. Gotcha. Oh, the, he's saying. Uh, the psych he's, study though, I find that one interesting because, you know, they, they had 30, 30, samples of hair. Okay.
1: He's like, yes, they, they said that was a researcher.
4: Okay. That must be the photo then.
1: Yeah. Um, Let's let's just double check that.
2: Let's just check that. Yeah, well, you know, here's the thing: we didn't come here to make anybody mad, and you know, anybody can look at a photo and see what whatever they want. Okay, so when I look at it, I don't see. uh, I
1: have checked my facts. Let's look at this really quickly if we can get this thing to scroll here. Yowie hunter claims thermal images he snapped in a national park proved mythical creatures exist. Yowie hunter snapped a series of blah blah claims that proves. So the pictures he claims, assistant researcher said he identified two heat signatures in the dense area of bushland. See it It doesn't say that this is a researcher it says that it said he identified two heat signatures in a dense scrub area in the bushland pictured mm.
4: That is at least ambiguous
1: that that is
4: yeah the the other one yeah. is mm-hmm. yeah and the
1: the way I took it is it says it says right here uh, claims the photos taken in May blah, blah 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 show two yeah. eight foot tall yowies.
4: Well, there you have it no <laughs> okay and, and and the the strangely shaped one and the the one with the uh, field glasses are the only two images uh, yeah I suppose if if those are the only two images that's kind of the claim then
1: hey, well, the article's very ambiguous um, <coughs> because. It says this. It doesn't say pictured. It said he identified two. He's in the area in bushland. Picture below.
2: Yeah, uh the the one picture is is to me is clearly a researcher holding uh, some some binocs or uh, maybe a, a therm. Uh, right. Looking through the other the other the other uh, video picture whatever is a little ambiguous. You know, you don't really know. Uh, it's kind of interesting, I will say that. But now, if the same guy is saying that this is a photo of two, and one, maybe, one of the photos, uh, is I, I m- yeah.
1: maybe maybe that is a comparison photo. But it's maybe. the article. Uh... Ah, okay, gotcha. Well, well it, it yeah, the article a- the article itself is very ambiguous. In fact, the second yeah. picture, these two pictures have been floating around pay- Facebook today. That's yeah. what forced me to go to the article, and I saw nothing yeah. in the article. It says this said he identified two heat signatures in dense scrub area yeah. in the in the rush land. and you see two heat signatures here. So, right. Maybe it's just a bad article. Maybe. So, if if yeah. if if indeed, if indeed, uh, this is a comparison picture and not the Yeti. Right. Well, right. When we have correctly identified that this was a person. <laughs> <laughs> with a fleer, <laughs> with a fleer, or a, something, and and I think Ryan was right. It is a fleer.
2: Yeah, so that top uh, that top uh, photo is interesting. It is. Yeah, and I, I, I kind of like that it. That. Is
1: that it is? But see,
2: and, the, here's the thing, though. when and the video, you're...
1: makes it even more interesting. Yeah. If we get the video play again, up. Oh, no, wrong. Well, uh, okay.
2: Well, maybe I'll I'll look through it so I can find another story on there that's a little uh, Let's, bit let's better take a coverage. look
1: at the Australia. Maybe the Australia um So the reason why I have it muted is because Yeah.
2: Yeah, we don't
1: want that. Yeah. So hey. Oh, we got a commercial first. Wonderful. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, while we're on here, uh...
2: yeah. See, here's here's my thoughts on that 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 coverage there. If it's showing, uh, if it says he found two, and one of the photos is actually the researcher, then obviously something's wrong there. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But uh, and, if, and, if and we never thing, we never
1: necessarily named it, right, who it right, even right. was? If it's, just
2: a, if it's a comparison photo of the researcher against what
4: he saw, now that's a different story. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's worth doing, but between those two images, it it's hard to tell if he's standing in the same place.
1: So we got to watch the commercial, and, and the actual video is just going to buffer. <laughs> Isn't that nice? Okay. Well, anyway, commercial played great. Enough of that. Oh, okay, yeah. good. There we go. Okay, back to this. So apparently, this is a researcher. Okay. If that's what they're saying and that's what they did say according to Larry in the BFRO chat then we stand corrected and we're always Yeah. We've rightly rightly assumed that article as you can see was very ambiguous. So it was like, well, I got this thing behind a bush where I got this very clear picture and they both you know, there's no clear indication that that was a recreation or anything like that in that. Yeah. Which is always kind of
2: um whoever wrote that article needs to improve on their skills a little bit. That's right.
4: Just a little bit. And and the researcher probably needs to improve on their recreation skills, if that was the intent of that picture. Yeah.
1: Yeah, put something in there like recreation photo or something, yeah, because yeah. if in the FLIR, especially, you can't tell, you know. That way it's not confused. You
2: know, and that, that's but see, exactly. you know, that's the thing. Until we find out more about this, okay. If the article is saying that he photo he got footage of two creatures and that was supposed to be both of them when one of them is clearly a researcher i think we can all pretty much say that okay mm-hmm. <laughs> so if they're saying oh yeah we got two here's these two photos Yep. no no you didn't get you may have got one but you yep. definitely didn't get two and if you're lying about getting two could you be lying about getting the one mm-hmm. oh so, you know that's the thing
4: i i think the latter part is just a media problem and
2: maybe and,
1: yeah
4: and yeah. so, so much media has difficulty getting basic facts right. That- mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, because there was a lot of people on Facebook that took it as those are the two pictures, and was looking at that picture going, what the hell? Including myself, like, how how would they even put this out there? It, right. It's just so obviously obviously a man, and the holding the thing up that made no sense be to me, accurate. so I was like, well, be a I, well, let's kind of put it up for a laugh. Yeah. And then, you know, thanks to uh, Larry coming on saying, hey, um, you know uh, they clarified this on the BFRO chat. So, makes sense, makes a lot of sense. So, um anyway, let's get back on to Steve.
4: So Steve, what did you do for a living? Uh not not did, do Well, kind of did with the uh the the current health crisis, oh, okay. but oh, uh okay. I mm-hmm. I am a software engineer. I uh I do consulting work in uh a lot of the last 25 years has been in air safety systems. Right. Um, I got into avionics a long time ago, and uh, I've been working for uh, R&D companies. One of the things I worked on for the last year is a, uh, I don't i don't have one here, I'm looking for something about the right size, a radar, a, a complete contained radar unit that's about this big, and that's messing wow. with the virtual green screen. Yeah. Now
1: the the question that I have is, uh, can, can that be used on land? Yes. Oh, nice. In
4: in fact, the, uh, the, the company has been doing research in cooperation with the government, but that's still largely under NDA. Right.
1: Gotcha. And, uh, we just want to throw out, we have, uh, I believe her name is Kia from New Zealand uh, in the chat tonight too as well. So welcome. Welcome, 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 welcome. Um uh and it's coming in as uh Eotero, Eotero Cryptids. She's from New Zealand. So welcome and welcome to Bomber too as well. Bomber well, is in the yeah. house. Good to see you. So uh, very, very cool.
4: And, and so I, I, do, I, I do work with high reliability software systems. And one of the things I've been looking at doing is uh, last summer I, I got together with someone who has a research area near Mount Rainier and uh, spent a lot of the summer just trying to corroborate the, the claims of activity in the area. Uh, there are interesting things going on in the forest. The most exciting thing I got on uh, audio recorder was a bat flying over, <laughs> and the most exciting thing I got on thermal was a uh, couple of mice and a, a bird in the bush. Yeah. yeah, But I did have a couple of trees that uh, magically fell down on a calm August night. Uh, a couple of weeks after, there was a, a big rain and windstorm. You'd think that... Trees that are about to fall over might come down in the rain and wind. Right.
2: Yeah. That's always interesting. And that's a that's a pretty good sign something's going on around, especially, you know, if you hear one tree falling in the woods, well, hey, you're lucky. Dude, you know, you you're one of the people that got to be in the woods and actually hear a tree fall. Yeah. But if another one falls just a little while after that, okay, something's going on. There, there's more to do more going on here than luck. (laughs)
4: <laughs> it, it certainly feels like that when you're there. And especially yeah. when the second one falls 180 degrees around you in the other yeah.
2: direction.
4: Yeah. Yeah. It it feels like intent.
1: Yeah. Now, you know, one of the, one of the things, and, and I have been on with, with Steve and uh, other shows over at uh, Squatch talk radio with, um uh, with Pat and uh, at the same time, Leon, And, you know, Steve has impressed me with he has a great mind for this to putting facts to paper and, you know, uh, a lot of great, great ideas he's working on right now. um, That kind of, I would think, make us have to work a little bit less, but at the same time, work smarter. So that's really what I've been getting from from Steve. And it's just tremendous stuff. the
4: idea behind it. Yeah. One of the things I would like to do is just put out a network of passive motion sensors around the camp. Maybe something that that stands on a five-foot-tall PVC pole that you just jam down into the dirt and put a bunch of those about 50 yards out around your camp and just know when there are things moving. Right. Right. But then you can add to that. You can add lights to that and things like that. So if a sensor comes on over here, well, you turn on a light over there and see what kind of activity that produces from whatever is moving.
2: Hmm. That would be interesting. Yeah.
1: Now, we figured out her name is Eotero. Aoteroa.
2: So. <laughs> you don't hear that one too often. No, no, no. <laughs> or at least I don't. And you know, I'm in the middle, uh, middle of Kentucky here, and uh, that's pretty much in the sticks. So, <laughs> no, yeah, I, I named Bob
1: things, and see John. people. People don't understand that the chat for me flies by because not only do mm. I have YouTube talking, I have Facebook talking, occasionally Twitter's talking, and it's going fast. Um So I just caught it. You know, I kind of misread what she said. Kia Ora is a Maori greeting from New Zealand. As I flashed by me, it said, I saw Kia something or else greetings from New Zealand. That's what I saw. Ah, okay. That's why. But her name is Aotearoa. Okay. Aotearoa. Okay. That's a a cool name. Yeah.
2: Um, We don't hear that one every day in Kentucky. That's for sure. (laughs)
1: Nope. Um, so so tell us, you know, you had sent over a chart, and if you want to, I can put that chart up. Talking oh, about, sure. Yeah. Talking about, um, there it goes. Maybe.
4: Or maybe not.
1: Maybe not. But
4: that wasn't it.
1: <laughs> really? Up yep, And everything just collapsed. Uh, <laughs> okay. Oh,
4: well, that's fine. We can we uh, can here we go. talk Let's try about it, it anyway while you're struggling to, to bring it are. up. Ah, um, here we go. Now, there there weren't there wasn't a name for this quite a number of years ago, but you would have recognized the thing without the name. Have you ever known someone who spoke with absolute surety about some particular topic that you actually know about? And you know they're just blowing smoke. Yes,
2: yeah,
4: yeah, I know what you're talking about. Go ahead. Yeah, that that is that is an example of what's become known as the Dunning Kruger effect. These two psychologists uh, wrote a paper on this, and the the basic idea is people will have an absolute surety about a subject, and for all of us. For every subject, we're someplace on this curve, and for different subjects, we're at different places on this curve. The thing is, when you're on the right side of the curve where your confidence in a subject is based on the actual knowledge, you you know where you are on that curve. If, If you're trying to do something with that subject and it doesn't work, and it doesn't work because you don't know what you're doing, You might actually be somewhere on the left side of that curve where you're absolutely confident about the subject, but you don't really know anything. And you don't even know what you don't know. And you don't know how much you don't know. Right. So you, Steve, as an investigator, have to have a very broad knowledge base uh, of a broad variety of subjects. So that when something comes up during an investigation, you at least know on your own, do you have a passing familiarity with the subject? Have you studied the subject a lot more so you have some confidence in the subject? Or do you need to consult some expertise to get some more information on the subject? As an engineer, I also have to have a very broad knowledge base for being able to solve a wide variety of potential problems I may encounter in the work that I do. That broad knowledge base allows people who have all of that information at hand. First of all, we've spent a whole lot of our lives being confronted with a question and it's easier to just say, I have no idea than to try to BS your way through it with someone who knows what they're talking about it gives us the ability to know right away we're at the bottom of that curve or or maybe somewhere up the right side. The, right. the problem for most people is in order to realize that you don't know enough about the subject, you have to know enough about the subject to know where you are in this spectrum. And and that's a kind of a paradox. Right. Right. <clears throat> So with our backgrounds, with the kind of background where you have a very broad knowledge base, you're more willing to admit, I don't know, that that's something that's really important because people have a natural tendency to fill in information. They have a natural tendency to want to answer questions, to want to sound like they know what they're talking about, and they will try to push through it. Sometimes with success and and sometimes with people. Well, he doesn't know what he's talking about. And this isn't
1: based necessarily on knowledge out of books. This is based on practical knowledge, a lot of
4: it, practical, experiential knowledge. It's, It's not just schooling. Right.
1: So that's just to clarify, David. Uh, David's comment saying knowing a lot of information doesn't mean you're correct, University full of Phillip professors who know a lot of crap, that's true, but I, I, in the context that I believe Steve is talking about, he's talking about people that go out and, and, and test their stuff and, and what works, what doesn't and, and, and out right. of that you come to this realization that you're, you're never a certain, everything positive 100%, but you have your theories and you're testing them and some work and hey, you're getting results, so you're doing something right. So you're on the right side of the curve. The people mm-hmm. on the left side of the curve are the people, and you know we we, we tend to see those people who uh, who lack employment, who are out there every day doing Sasquatch. Well, we're out here doing our Sasquatch research, and uh, yeah, we were surrounded by them squatches. There was four or five of them today, but yeah, they never come across with any evidence of what they say whatsoever. And that, but they'll tell you, you know, the secrets, all the secrets you need to know to draw in the Sasquatch, but they never, never have any proof of it. And that's the cocksure and dead wrong type of people.
4: Right. And you also probably encounter them in, in some of your investigative work.
1: Ah, yeah. Well, you, you, you know, you can take a look at this and you probably encounter people in all walks of life of this you yes. know the, you know the mechanic who says oh you don't have to worry about that you know that's that you don't need that and <laughs> you know the wheel in, falls off
4: including absolutely phd scientists they may know what they have their phd in and they may not know a whole lot of other things
1: uh oh we have just gotten the 3 minute warning <laughs> <laughs>
5: Uh, but this is a
4: problem that, that people have, that everyone has. And if if you're aware of this sort of thing, you can question yourself as to whether or not you're really familiar with something, and you can so, figure out for yourself where you are if you ask the questions.
1: So let me let me ask you this, uh, Steve. You know, in looking at this chart, the Dunning Kruger effect. You know, people who were on the left side. You know, you know. Even though they look at this chart and they they they'll tell you that they're on the right side of the chart.
2: Absolutely.
1: And so there's no changing them. A lot of them.
2: Yeah, that is I true. Think. We should all <laughs> never be afraid to say I don't
0: know.
1: You know, people ask me all the time. It's, the kind, it's kind of funny. I go. I do a lot. I do a lot of guest spots. In fact, I'm guest spotting on a, a, a on a podcast tomorrow. Uh, that that's broadcast on iHeartRadio, pretty popular program. And um they always ask me, well how many Sasquatch do you think there really are? And I turn around and I was like, I have no idea. I'm I'm not an ecologist. I I wouldn't know. I'm not a biologist. I, I wouldn't know.
4: But <laughs> yeah. how many Sasquatch can stand on the end of a pin?
1: I don't know that either. <laughs> you know Um, you know, the one, you know, somebody may ask, and then somebody says, well, what do you think the life expectancy of one is? And then I went, well, that I can, I can only suggest I'd say within reason, 35 to 50 years old. Well, how did you come across that? Because that's the average lifespan of all your higher primates. In fact, if it wasn't for modern medicine, most of us would kick off about
4: 45 years old. Longer than you, if you piss it off. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> one, of the, one of the things about this, and one of the things I have learned in doing classes, David said, zero, pins hurt. And <laughs> <laughs> in, in, in doing uh, classes and education on, on subjects that I help clients with, you generally can't confront someone who's on the wrong side of this curve with facts. And convince them they're going to entrench their beliefs, and and you're never going to get anywhere with that. The way you do it is you impart knowledge, you you try to work on that learning curve, and they'll, as they try to incorporate what you're telling them about it, they will start to actually learn about that subject. And then they'll begin to realize that, wow, there's a lot more I can learn
1: here we go. So we, like I said, we have the greatest audience in the world here. Steve Cawthorne, ah, the gentle giant. Good to see you, sir. Uh, sorry, I didn't get back to you. I was working uh, Friday night, so I couldn't even make it. Uh, but he said the Dunning and, and, and like I said, the Dunning Kruger effect is a hypothetical yes. cognitive bias stating that people with low ability at a task overestimate their ability. Yeah, probably not, not just
4: low ability. Pe- people naturally overestimate their ability Period.
1: Yep. And then John Bush says, reminds me of an old farmer I once were used to say, it takes a smart man to admit you're stupid. <laughs> 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 and without any further ado, the, the, uh, you know, we're, we're, getting crowded in here. Okay. Everybody move up. Hey, Leon. How are you? <laughs> Welcome, Leon.
3: Hello, gentlemen. I'm pretty bagged, but I got, I saved a few brain cells for you. <laughs> Hopefully. I, t- I kind of just breezed through a little bit I spent a couple of minutes just uh, seeing what you guys are chatting about and stuff, so I kind of have a rough idea what you're yakking about. So. so you got the Dunning-Kruger effect on there.
1: That's right. I know
3: all, because I feel it's true.
1: <laughs> Later on, we're going to have the Freddy Krueger effect.
3: Oh, yeah. I have been since the last video, so.
1: Yeah. <laughs> that, that's when you... <laughs> Go over to the mother-in-law's house. Oh, the Freddy Krueger effect. Now, <laughs> anyway, anyway, I'm sorry, I digress. You digress. You know, I, I you know, I, I see Leon with a big grin on his face, and it just makes me chuckle and tell jokes. So.
3: <laughs> After a day like I've had today, anyone you want to. to throw out there, I'll appreciate everybody. One of them, I'll tell you. <laughs> <laughs> so. So what are you guys talking about? Well,
1: we are we talking about the Dunning-Kruger effect. And, the, the chat uh,
2: is hopping. I'm sorry. The chat I'm... is
1: hopping. And, <laughs> and, and yeah, look, <laughs> So look, OT's like, there was a good paper called Unskilled and Unaware about InfoSec professionals who got a certificate or whatever, and they are rather incompetent but don't even know it. It's like the participation trophy. Oh, yeah.
4: yeah. <laughs> it, it, it. It, it, it does reveal itself in how often they have to look for a new job.
1: Very good.
3: That's a good point, Steve.
1: <laughs> Look at the resume. You've been employed by 75 people in the last three years. Can you <laughs> tell me why? <clears throat> so, how many Bigfoot have you seen and why? Um, so, all right, Leon, let's give Leon the floor for a second. Leon, tell us about yourself. Welcome to the gaggle. And uh, I'll leave it there.
3: Oh. Well well uh Ah, uh, well, can't you ask me a couple of questions so I can debrief my uh, brain to what I just came out of? Because I just <laughs> five minutes ago. <laughs> ask me some questions first; that would probably help yeah. me kind of get in, into being online right now. Because my brain's still back at work. So
1: my goodness, so I have to introduce him myself, I suppose. Well, uh, well, you
3: I, well, I, introduced me last time as Leon Smith. I don't know why people have such a hard time with my name, <laughs> and especially talking to Thomas. Thomas is going, "Who's Leon Smith?" <laughs> <laughs> It's no, but
1: I, I got season. it right. I got it right for the show. For Christ's sake!
3: <laughs> <clears throat> All right, oh. I'll tell you what I
1: do. Oh, Don, Don Fuller said the Mystery Men haven't gotten the Leon either.
3: <laughs> thanks, Don. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah. Yeah, they haven't got to me yet. I don't know. Uh, I deal a lot with the brain. That's what I do professionally, how people think, uh, why you think what you think, how you believe, why you believe. And uh, unfortunately, we're not in control of our lives as much as we think we are. You know, 95% of everything you have in your 5.5 pounds of jelly in your skull called your brain, unfortunately, 95% of it you picked up by osmosis. So, you know, <laughs> how do you distinguish what is from facts compared to non-facts and, you uh, And that's why, like when Steve's talking about Dunning-Kruger effect or any kind of scientific method, scientific method makes you know that what you know is solid. If you don't know if something's solid, then you have this wavering psyche about you and your your capacity to be swayed uh, is fairly high. It's kind of like an illusionist. I mean, the the best people for illusionists to do illusions on are usually people in the scientific community. And a lot of the research that was done early on in the early 50s and 60s regarding paranormal, they took all the scientists hook, land, and sinker because the scientists were looking to see, well, they did it, but they didn't ask the right questions, so they had to ask uh, Randy the Amazing. I don't know if you're familiar with him or not, but he has a $1 million reward for anyone who can show any kind of Paranormal ability or anything like that. Well,
1: well he had a one million dollar award, he's very well dead now. Well, yeah. no, it's still running
3: though, it still runs through his foundation, so it's still sitting out there waiting for someone to just come in and say, You know what? I've read your mind, I know the combination to the safe. This is what the combination is. Here, congratulations, here's a million bucks. You know, okay. there was one uh group of people that did kind of win the prize, but uh, what they'd used was uh. Uh, a, uh, it was a computer program that you would put onto your head.
1: Oh, like and, an algorithm, basically. An algorithm yeah. basically. And,
3: uh, and it was more of a fundraiser in that, so uh, it was publicity fundraiser kind of thing. But yep, today, nothing shows anything supernatural whatsoever in anything. So in anything that has ever walked, that is flesh and blood, on the planet. Zip! Zero! Oh, nothing! So- sorry! So uh, to pull up that there's something out there, give me another reference point that's out there. Uh, in the well,
1: let me let me ask you a question. And this is a very interesting question because I work with, you know, what I do. I work with criminals. <laughs> I don't work with criminals. I work yeah. against them, but technically makes me work with them. <laughs> so my my question is this: is when you're dealing like people say, you know, the scientific experiments, you know, one of the or one of the things that that the scientific theory is is that you. You, you create an experiment, and if it repeats itself, it, it's, it's basing your. But when you deal with beings, okay, be it humans, be it whatever, you're dealing with dynamics. So.
3: Wait, wait, wait. What do you mean by dynamics? Define the, dynamics to me before you go okay. talk, skipping down that road there.
1: Okay. So you're dealing with people uh, in, in creatures that are unpredictable. For example, If you follow if you wait on the same road every day for me to come home, I don't always go home that way. If, you know, if uh, you know, you know, every Tuesday I have hot dogs for dinner. Well, there may be a Tuesday I don't have hot dogs for dinner. Or maybe I'm not that pattern. You can never tell what I want for dinner. Depends on my fancy of the day. Just like the predictability for criminals. Like, okay, they're hitting my store every you know every other day can't count on that never count can't count on the time can't count on any of that. so I find making an experiment on something as dynamic i mean changing you know it's not a make it really to me it makes it really difficult to do an experiment repeat have you know experiment have positive results, repeat, and have positive results again. Because you're looking at something that is dynamic. It's not a, for example, one of the, back in the early nineties, they set up these things and they said, Oh, this is going to curtail your in-store theft. It's called electronic article surveillance EAS. And you put these little tags on these things and everything went down for about a month. And then all of a sudden, and all these companies invested in all this technology and decided oh after a couple of months we're going to start letting our dynamic individuals that face off against dynamic individuals go where there's less of a force and then all of a sudden they figured it out they come back and they and and, and that that's always been my argument no matter what stuff you throw at the bad guys there's they are dynamic they will overcome that challenge eventually and I, I agree with um I, I agree with that with uh, the point is is that it makes experimentation in a sasquatch field very difficult because well, okay,
3: there's yeah. different types of experiments that have to be done in different types of uh, depending on what you're doing I mean uh, humans are the only pack animal that follow unstable pack leaders there's no other Animal on the pl- planet that is a pack animal that will follow an unstable plant, uh, a pack leader. Only humans do that. So, when you're looking at a species, what you're looking for is patterns. And of course, the patterns, what you're looking for, the farther out you can get, so you have an objective observance of a larger scale, the more data you will be able to collect to find the patterns that happen to be in it. And you do that as an investigator. Sure. You, know, you, you have enough knowledge in your pounds of jelly (laughs) that uh, have assisted you over the years of learning about asking yourself uh, the right questions to people that you're investigating, right? And so that's what you're, when you're dealing with something like that. And I don't care what animal it is, any animal that you deal with, if you're just talking or even insects or whatever like that. Yeah, the odd time they might not come back. But the question is, out of the percentages, why would they choose that way to go home or go to work or whatever? Why that way? And if you think you're in process of that, that's like you're consciously thinking that, no, the first time, uh, say you got a new job, you've never been to the job before, you have to discover where that is. So you're being consciously aware as you try to drive there because you want to make sure you get there early to impress your boss. So you're looking at street signs and all this kind of stuff. Of course, it's a little harder now with GPS because everyone just uses their GPS to get you somewhere. But. But uh, as the week progresses and you know how to do that, then it changes from being a conscious decision to be a pattern map in your brain because you got there last time by doing this. but eventually you'll just drive there automatically. It's kind of like you go on long road trips. All of a sudden it seems like four hours gone by in about 30 minutes. You don't remember the last yeah. two hours you were just driving down the highway at 100 miles an hour. It's like, geez, where'd that end up coming from? Right. You know? yep. Yep. Because you're conscious is now gone back and your subconscious is now uh, t- taking the helm. So that's why you can do multiple tasks after you've been to a location numerous times because your subconscious is doing it. Now, what your subconscious is also supposed to do, because it takes a picture or a pattern, is notify the front part of your brain when there's something different that all of a sudden appears in the pattern. And uh, and if it doesn't do that, and this is why you've always heard sometimes on news reports and that a person hits somebody with their car and that, and they always say, i never seen them. It's because their subconscious didn't promote or update the visual data quick enough for them to actually see that there was something different in the pattern, because you're you got three brains in your brain. You don't just have one brain, and you're not your brain. And the, and two of those brains are uh, are very um, what do you want to say primal. They're not attached to anything logical. They're they're. They're programming systems that fill in a whole bunch of blanks. So you're not thinking of seeing me uh, because your brain's already just doing that for you until I just said that. Now you're aware of seeing me, you're not just listening to me. Other than now, you're now listening to me, realizing you're listening to me because we're talking about this level of kind of conscious awareness. Uh, but most times it's just running uh, automatic all the time. And so that's where the, you know, the, the confusion lies a lot of times, and you can your brain pulls up like Dunning Kruger effect, Cascade effect, uh oh, Parkinson's law, triviality, all these different uh mind things, mind things, uh, mind I, I just saw,
1: I just saw a big question mark flash above Chris's head. <laughs> Chris, what is it? <laughs> what the hell is he talking? Yeah.
3: Well, I know what, and I, again, I just got from work, so I'm pretty multi-leveled right now in my thinking so far. <laughs> and if you get me going, it's kind of hard to shut me up a little bit. So make sure you interrupt me and say, I'm not following you, or you need to explain that a bit better. So. No, you
2: know, the, the, the process of talking about consciousness is, and how we think is a good thing, because uh, I think that the, these creatures use that against us. Uh, <laughs> I think they know uh, how we perceive Uh, the environment around us when we're walking through the woods, you know, as I'm walking towards trees and have trees moving from the front to the back, my my consciousness is is seeing that motion. And so if they move against that motion, move with me, I think they know they wouldn't, they know that I would know, well, wait a minute, something moved over there. However, if they want to move the other direction, they're moving the same way everything else is wouldn't give it a second thought you know, well uh,
3: it's a little more complicated I <laughs> say that so so for instance if we were on the larger screen here you would see all this stuff behind me right
5: mm-hmm.
3: see those little uh, picture over there of a guy playing uh, 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 I've only had it in my house for 10 years. You'd think I would know right now consciously what he was playing. But it's, you know, one of these trumpet kind of things. you got a Thomas Deanberg picture over our book over here and all that kind of stuff. So you're looking behind me right now. And anybody has,
1: oh, there, there you me. are. There are.
3: <laughs> okay, so you see all the stuff behind me, right? Yeah. Now, uh, we kept talking and stuff like that. Now, what's happening without you realizing it is your brain is actually reproducing this picture. So it's already imprinted, and as long as this picture stays consistent, that image uh, appears to actually, uh, when you're looking at me, you think you're actually seeing it, but you're actually not seeing it. Uh, You actually only have one degree of 20 20 vision, it's the width of your thumb if you hold your thumb out in front of you. Your brain's reproducing all of this, and so when you're driving down the car and the, and you see the road that you're very familiar with because you drive it every single day, as long as the pattern, because your brain loves patterns, because it just can move on to other things to use its resources on, uh, and that's the problem is uh, if if your if your uh, primal part of your brain is not alerting the front part of your brain, especially on your peripherals. It's very easy for you to get fooled, especially if you're going into the, say you come online, you want to look for a Sasquatch, you'll see shadows off in your left and right. Uh, Or your ghost, I'm I'm going to a cemetery to look for ghosts. Okay, I've already primed my brain because I'm going to a cemetery to look for ghosts. I'm going into the woods to look for Sasquatch. As soon as you said with intent to your system, this is what I'm going to do, then your system automatically starts looking for evidence to validate uh, this intent that you have now put into your brain for instance if you wanted to buy a new car and you find a really decent dodge truck Ford truck chevy truck no one yell at me for the truck see (laughs) that i didn't say a specific truck so you can harp on (laughs) me yeah right uh so as soon as you decide and you find out whatever you know style of uh truck you have all of a sudden you start seeing them all over the place now it's not like all of a sudden you know somebody's read your mind and they start reproducing all these trucks in your neighborhood. It's because your brain's not interested in the information until with intent you choose that I like that truck. Then your brain starts showing you all these kind of trucks. So uh, you have to be really cautious when you're in the forest. And I I always encourage people about do practicums. I like getting spooked by squirrels, rabbits, um, because my system doesn't know what it is. And my brain is going to project on that whole thing, taking my system with it. Oh, yeah to help me discipline myself to Mm. stay neutral, which is very (laughs) tough to do. Yep. (laughs) And, and it forms pareidolia like goatee (laughs) in my goatee. You know, you should see my back here. You want to see a whole family and tribe of them. (laughs) 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 Just
2: saying, I'm just saying. Uh, Getting spooked is good too. I I, I can attest to that. You know, I, I sit out on a, on a leaning against a tree for a couple hours one time in the woods, and I heard specific, undeniable bipedal walking in leaves, crunch, crunch. And I thought, uh oh, there's this has got to be a Sasquatch. He's sneaking up from behind. I, I can hear him back there, but if I don't dare turn around, so I wait, and about three or four minutes later. A turkey walks around in front of me. <laughs> so, you know, at that time, I was convinced. Uh oh, there is a sasquatch, you know, coming up on me, and it was a turkey. Yeah. Well, turkey. Steve commented
3: about this one time we were chatting about, you know, recorders and stuff, because we get stuff sent yeah. to us all the time, and, and uh, people have no idea that, you know, listen, at least I'm a, I got a recorder for you, and a, a recording I want you to listen to, and it's, ch- 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 yeah, ch- ch- ch-, right they don't realize it's either a mouse or something that's right next to the bloody yeah. recorder or a deer. I mean, really the problem with, uh, most of us is we have no idea what it means to be in the forest. Like it would have been if we were aboriginals or, uh, uh or, uh, oh, what's the word I'm looking for people in, uh, the, the jungle in that style of living, that rhythm the is indigenous. not in our system very often, you know, and, right. um, I have a guy that's on our team called Nick Evans from Roskill's Bushcraft, and I mean the guy just—I'm not BSing you too—he literally runs the top of mountains, like runs. He doesn't, you know, he, he's he's he, he's he's doing a 408-kilometer uh, um, competition right now. They drop him off with a helicopter. All he has is a piece of paper. He has to bring all his own food, and he's got eight days to make it to the finish line. Do you, and you think
1: Todd Standing can make it? <laughs>
3: <laughs> only if he's climbing up water walls <laughs> oh. I know <laughs> so you know I mean that's the thing is i I, I deal with the brain and I, I'm fooled by all this stuff and I keep saying that to people I mean I'm as receptive as that's why you have to check out how your brain works and that's why you do the practicum like you're saying Chris you, you you literally uh go out and you you feel what you you feel what it's like that's a great thing about the bush. It teaches you who you really are when everything's stripped away. So yeah. as long as you got your security of you your cell phone, you know, if I go up top of the mountaineer, I got no way of contacting out unless I got my uh, my GPS emergency uh, line right. with me. So I'm screwed if anything is wrong uh, goes wrong. And um, th- the problem with most of us is we spend a lot of time distracting ourselves from actually being in our own skin. And one of the things about being in the bush is learning about being in your own skin. And you'll see that you're That's scared, it. The girl. That's you know. It. Like, I keep challenging Pat from uh, Squatch talk. Uh, and he, I know he's in uh, chat right now about, you know, what I want you to do is go into the bush and camp for a night by yourself, or maybe two nights by yourself and then walk up the road and keep walking at nighttime and, with no flashlight on or anything until you feel your system kicked in. And that's important to do. it very systematic like this. So I'm pretty confident. I can see the fire over here. You know, I'd still say the trucks right there. It's within running range, you know, but you keep walking through the bush on the road until you feel your system kicked in. That's telling you you're, and now you're moving to your primal instinctual uh, uh, kind of Aboriginal type tradition that we used to be in for thousands, tens of thousands of years, we were in that world before. That's slowly been weaned apart and we become electronic and we become instant gratification. And whatever we need, I can turn this light on. If it's too dark, I can phone somebody with my cell phone. You strip yeah. everything away. Life and God are interested in one thing: is to teach you who you are when everything is bloody well stripped yeah. away. And most of us will find we're little children and older bodies. Because <laughs> I don't know what yeah. an adult is, even though I'm 57. <laughs> that, you know,
2: that's, that's the thing, Leon. I think I, I used to watch these shows that would come on. It was called like Alone. Yeah. Right? Yeah, um, yeah. you may have watched it where they put somebody out by themselves yep. and in the middle of the wilderness, and then, then they see how long they can last. Well, yep. uh, you know, I could watch, and g- I could get a chuckle out of that after watching the first two or three days, these people are starting to crack up yeah. because uh, they've been used, their whole life uh, is just filled with stimulus and we're constantly over stimulated, everything, everything, every, this is hitting you all the time. And when you go out in the woods, man, uh, there's peace, there's calm. Uh, you don't get all that, you know, you're not overstimulated. And it makes people realize, you know, it, it, if they're not comfortable with themselves, they're, they're not really capable of being alone.
3: Well, and that's a brilliant point, Chris, because what actually happens is it backfires on you. Mm. It, yeah. it, you know, uh, because what's actually making you more freaked out is you're not used to being in your own skin in, in that style of emotional rhythm. Mm. Right. Because like you said, uh, uh, if you guys, uh, you get a I certain,
1: I, I can explain it. I think Go, ahead. Like, Go ahead. like, like when I'm in a store, you know, of course, I, I've been a loss prevention guy for years. When I'm in a store, there's a rhythm to the store. There's a the rhythm to oh. wait. And this is this is how I, I determine whether or not somebody's going to steal something. I can see it the minute they walk in. That's right. There's a certain cadence. There's a certain rhythm that the way shoppers work. Normal shoppers, the way they come in, the way they act, the way they they even look or not look per se physically, but they look with their eyes or they they behave. The minute I see that break in cadence, it alerts me because that's the surroundings I've controlled myself to understand really quick. That's Boom. Right. And, There's and, and something and wrong right there.
3: Right. And over the years, what's happened is it stopped from being, uh, again, cognitive. You're thinking about trying to find it to be now subconscious where you can just see it on a person. Right. right?
0: Yeah.
3: And uh, Steve is brilliant. Steve and I are, I love him so much because he thinks a very specific way because he's got a certain gifting about the way he thinks. And I have a very certain gifting yep. way I think, which is, I think backwards than most people. So I've always had to reflip everything around when I'm articulating to people because uh, they can't see it the way I'm, uh, that I see it. And so when he, I had an experience uh, last year, Steve, you can help me with this if I, in case I'm wrong, but uh, the, the incident that happened with him when all of a sudden he hears something over there and most people go, hey, what's that over there? Now, his brain would go, it didn't go where most people would have done. His brain went to, what did you say again, Steve? Hello. See, 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 yeah. how, see how he's responding? His internal sense is, oh, hello, inquisitive and curious and almost a bit of playfulness in it. And part of what Chris and I are chatting about a little earlier is you have to practice in those zones. So you go to the, oh, hello, instead of the, where's my depends? I hope I'm wearing them. <laughs>
4: <laughs> and the exact, the exact event that Leon was talking about was a, a stone probably about this size uh, being tossed tossed gently into a tree that was a few feet away from where we were standing. So I don't think a bear did that. I don't think an elk did that. <laughs>
3: <laughs> Come on. Steve, sure <laughs> They're well, evolving, man. They're you know, finally I, evolving. I,
1: I find it interesting because, Leon, what you do is you basically reverse engineer the way people think.
3: Yeah, and I put emotional narrative too so they have right. a roadmap from the inside out instead of being a academic and, and, and just dispensing information right. from the outside. But I don't know what... I hear what sounds like good ideas, but it doesn't change anything inside myself. So.
1: What, what, what I love about this, you see... There's even a moment of self-reflection when you talk about Steve and, and how that, you know, where his was the fun, playful, hello, back to it. Mine, the, like, I, I I, really dig behavior stuff. Yeah. So mine was just to be really quiet and just freeze and watch. What's it going to do? What's it going to do? Let me shake the light. What's it going to do? Oh, it's walking away. That That's how I'm thinking. Yeah. So well, I understand I how we're each based. Yeah.
4: I mean, I, I didn't see where anything was. I was talking to the the, the person who uh, was sharing the research area with me, and as we were talking, this thing happens over to the side, and and by the way, my brain was primed for this because three times in this area before the the stone was tossed, we heard a, a, a real low whoop. Mm. So. We heard this coming from that area.
1: Now, if my audience is wondering where this is pertinent to Sasquatch research, I think it's tantamount because it can explain some motivations of people who see them, some researchers uh, for ourselves, for the researchers themselves, that they need to have this introspection um, about themselves. Like, why are they always seeing Sasquatch? Because they're expecting to. You know, does the... the the folks, uh, the two folks in particular I'm talking about that go out every other weekend or we're going to do our Sasquatch research and they see Bigfoot everywhere. Are they hoaxing us or really do they think they're seeing them or do they think they're hearing them walking around because they're so predisposed to their belief systems?
2: And that that can happen. That Mm -hmm. can happen to people that actually have a bona fide real life sighting or experience with one of these creatures because after that they get kind of tainted they're like you know every from then on every snap of every twig in the woods it's a bigfoot you know oh it's a bigfoot now uh, because because they had seen one they actually know they're out there so everything becomes bigfoot
1: now my question is this and this one's a good one for leon <laughs>
2: <Great>.
1: <laughs> but but people that have that could that be part of it due to a ptsd from actually seeing a sasquatch
3: well,
5: they
1: yeah. don't have, They don't. They uh, don't, yeah, don't have sure. I,
3: mean, they're, like, they're, I, I got nailed on this just a little while ago, and you guys kind of know what the thing was. There's, I, 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 watched a show or whatever like that, and I did a mistake of saying, I, well, actually, it wasn't a mistake. It was an educational opportunity, and one of the comments I said, if you look at this particular time stand of with this guy talking, I said there's a tell there. And uh, where most people went to was I was attacking the guy and I didn't believe the guy and all that kind of stuff. but no one ever asked me to this day, what is the tell? he are you talking about? What does the tell tell you, Leon? And what the tell tells me is the difference from when I'm watching people online share their story between someone who believes they uh, they're experiencing Sasquatch from someone who has experienced a sasquatch and And Steve again, or, uh, yeah, I got too many Steve's or <laughs> uh, uh, yeah, yeah, uh, not CC, but actually Steve, Steve, <laughs> the, uh, you, you know, as an investigator, you know, what I'm talking about. Is, Absolutely. You, you know, and, and that's, what's kind of missing on the whole, um, online scene, which is actually not helping us move 0% forward mm-hmm. at all is the idea of knowing how to train yourself, not just in this, I, I think uh, Steve or Cece have, might have touched on this before, but you have to do it in multiple areas so that you're, you have the capacity to negotiate what you're actually looking at. So people are always talking about, well, I'm looking at this evidence and that. Well, first of all, can you recognize the evidence? Do you know what the e- how to analyze evidence? Uh, do you know what a tree snap is? Do you know why tree snap snapped? Do you know why this particular tree snap is snapped? Um, so when I'm watching people, like uh, their body language and stuff, There's a big difference between somebody who is sincere. Don't get me wrong. It's not that they're not sincere because they're into Bigfoot and they're all excited about Bigfoot and they have these experiences, but they have this apophenia, which is a thought process where you start connecting these dots. Now, your brain's connecting the dots because you've already told it with intent. I like this idea. I like this car. So I don't care whether you think you're in charge of your life. You're not. Your brain is going. You have to learn how to vet that kind of data. When it, when your brain's already trying to help you by giving you this information, but you better know how to in- interpret that information when it comes up in your frontal cortex and then it takes your nervous system a feeling of, I feel this is exciting. See, if it's exciting, it's a good feeling. So it must be true. This is what happens, unfortunately, in our bodies. Positive feelings. Feel like they're reinforcers for facts but they're not I can be sincere but I can definitely be sincerely wrong and I have been numerous times <laughs> you know <laughs> so uh they I'm not sure if this quote, quote goes in here quite well but I've been using it lately uh it is possible for all the birds to be flying the wrong direction a hundred percent you know? yeah. and uh so if all the birds can be flying in the wrong direction and we're on a chat, uh, we're online on YouTube looking at Bigfoot and the priming narrative is consistently, say 80 to 90% the same narration, but no one's really vetting, really solidly vetting the information. And they're not telling us why it's a Sasquatch. So they're just telling us, well, these are Sasquatch, these are Sasquatch structures, this represents a Sasquatch. If you're not putting that middle part in is what we're needing, can you please explain why it is a Sasquatch from the inside out, from your eyes? How do you know that this is done by a Sasquatch and not by, done by another reason, reason? And like anything, if you ask me, Leon, how do you know that your trans How do you know my transmission's gone on my car compared to how my, my motor's gone on my car? Because some people don't even know the, <laughs> that there's two different mechanisms. Right. Uh, well, if I can explain it to you and show you, then you'll go, oh, OK, because I no offense to any ladies out there. But I had a friend that uh, the, <laughs> actually. I had two, one was a male and one was a female. And both of them blew out their transmissions. And when they went and the uh, talked to the mechanic, the mechanic said you've blown out your transmission, and both responded back, Well, can't we just change the motor? Yeah. <laughs> well, you can, but it could fix your transmission. Yeah. If it's, got,
2: <laughs> if it's got a new transmission connected to it, sure, you can swap them both out.
3: <laughs> yeah. So I mean there's a lot of vulnerability. And I think that's what's so sad about everything um, that's online is. And it's not that people aren't intelligent. It's just that they've been spoon-fed. Because, again, if you're excited about any topic and you come online and you find (coughs) out that are narrating this, whatever your interest happens to be for the topic you're interested in, uh, you're going to start following people and you're already trusting. So you're trusting that the channel's good. And plus, you feel good after you watch the channel. But as time goes on, what ends up happening, there's some consistency of no depth to it. There's no meat, really meat and potatoes. And uh, when Steve... CC talks about uh, you know the baloney detection kit. It's important that you learn about the baloney detection kit because it's in your own
0: head. Okay. <laughs> you gotta learn is it
3: baloney am i i'm gonna feed myself bs or not
0: hey you know we,
1: we have I
3: feel right and i want to feel important and i want to feel and this isn't any topic you know like it doesn't matter i'm a lawyer i feel really important you know i'm a doctor i feel really important well if your identity is what you do then you're screwed because all you're saying i could just strip <laughs> that away if your identity is what you have all i have to do is strip that away that's your identity no your your identity is deeper than that you have Great value and worth because you actually are. But if you are psychologically fractured from knowing that truth, that's the most solidest truth you'd ever know about yourself, that you've always had great value, then you are set up in the bush or online to follow major conspiracy theories and stuff like that. You don't just have conspiracy theory thinking in your head. It happens between usually between four to seven or nine years old. It's already programmed in your system. So if you come from a very unpredictable environment well that's going to make you very suspicious and if you've got authority figures mom and dad and they're not very consistent you're not going to when you get older have any kind of roadmap to understand that maybe not the government's out to get you because I mean we hear that all the time Canada is so different than the US's narrative I hear online about, you know, the government's doing this. No, it's the government. <laughs> you know, the government in Canada is kind of like, you know, beer and moose. This is what we do. <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, you show us the body, we'll take a peek at it. Yeah, okay. Yeah, well, yeah. Hey, you know, we say, hey, all the time, hey, yeah, that's a moose. Yeah, hey, yeah, that's a, <laughs> that's a, a Sasquatch. That's what we would say. We investigate it, we check it out. We're, we have a totally different mindset up here in regards to uh, Sasquatches and stuff. So, I mean, not not. I don't want to be over the top on that statement, you know, because um, I have a lot of great American friends. Steve being C. being one of them, uh, that I can trust. Well, I, you know, I I've been watching you. you know, I really see how you guys like to hide in the back side of your channel instead of showing your faces. so I can't read your body language, you use little stinking hiders. <laughs> you put up a whole screen for the viewer to watch, and all you see is this huge screen, and you don't see the, the actual people. So just saying. it's <laughs> my pet wow. peeve for the day. <laughs> yeah,
2: you know, that's the thing. I watch some of those YouTube videos, which I, I rarely do watch the Bigfoot YouTube videos anymore because they seem to be grouping into – similar every day. There's a new video every day. This is what we, we got Bigfoot doing this today. Tomorrow there'll be another video. We got big, we caught Bigfoot doing this today. And it's just like, they've got to be the luckiest people. They got, they got to be the luckiest people in the world to go out and have an encounter every day. And not only have the encounter, get it on film and then put it up on YouTube. And you know, I'm like, uh, Man, that's just not just a little, a little hard to believe.
4: I just can't
2: believe that. It's, it's yeah, impossible. We've got
4: to post a video this afternoon, so that encounter better happen pretty quick. Yeah, yet. yeah, <laughs> yeah.
3: Well, another thing that's Steve, Cece, and I—we've been working on this for uh, Bob, quite a Bob, while.
1: Bob Lemley has a question for you, Leon. Okay, here it is: How hard is it to learn to speak Canadian? <laughs>
3: Well, the first thing you're going to have a problem with as an American is you have to get rid of any kind of unpoliteness because the uh, biggest <laughs> phrases are always sorry and uh, thank you and all that kind of stuff. You know, that's that's the hardest thing. Unless you want to learn French, that's totally even weird.
4: That's that I think. It's just take... Uh, if if you're in Minnesota, just take don't you know and substitute <laughs> I.
1: <laughs>
4: Parlez vous et poo poo.
1: Parlez vous
3: Is that the best French you got, buddy?
2: Yeah, oui I got to say, I have never, I've not met too many Canadians being in Kentucky. Okay. We don't get that many. Great. But the ones I have met have been really, really polite and, you know, if you compare that to somebody from upstate New York, no, uh, not nothing against you, Steve, but you know, may, or maybe from Long Island, those people are rude, man. I'm sorry, they are rude, and if you wave hello to them, they might they might perceive that as a threat to their life. When was the last I, I time know. you were to Long Island? Oh no, no, it's been a long time. No, no. okay, so yeah. I, I had my best friend Keith. Van Emmerik was is from Long Island, and we were in the Air Force together, and he was just weird. I mean, you know, Leon, Leon, can you please explain to him about his
1: confirmation bias? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Long Long Island is.
2: Well, you know, I love Keith to death, but he was weird.
1: You know, I, I I can give you the experiences I've had with some of the Canadians I've met in New York but yeah. I really can't because usually they're driving about 140 past me.
5: <laughs> <laughs>
3: yeah, they're trying to find the egg. <laughs> what the hell have I walked into? <laughs> <laughs> the Canadians are learning really to Americans sometimes as like a codependency person.
1: But I might add, you know, those so. are the French Canadians.
2: <laughs> well, okay. <Yeah>. so. Anyways. <laughs> oh, gosh. What was that movie? Oh, God. It was uh, Canadian Bacon. uh, It had uh, Dan Aykroyd in it. And he was the uh, police officer that pulled these guys over. And, you know, you you know the story. They had uh, Screw Canada and all this other stuff written on the side of this truck. And he's, oh, no, you guys are going to have to post that in French, too. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. 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 We're like Monty Python,
3: and we're like Monty Python in the way it's always look on the bright side of life. (laughs) Of
1: course. Remember the South Park movie? Oh yeah, oh yeah. All you Canadians and your floppy heads. <laughs> <laughs> because they always do the Canadians. Oh, Terrible. Well, i are going to get
3: a little tack personally here. I think I'm. Uh...
1: <laughs> <laughs> it's all in good fun. Sorry. <laughs> hey, now come on, come on. We had Steinberg on last week, or a couple of weeks ago, <laughs> yeah. and I said, "Well, how does it feel to be you know, you know?" I-, I can imagine what the Canadians were thinking around election time. They must have felt like the people that lived above the stairs of the meth lab downstairs yeah.
3: <laughs> <laughs> no that was a good analogy when you first said that on the <laughs> oh yeah that was totally uh-huh. we didn't know what was going on <laughs> i think most of the other people too like it's funny when you talk to kind of colonial like with us like britain and Aus- australia and then, we, we behind the scenes watching what's going on in the states we were just like what? What? Have, Yikes! What, what can't they see what we're seeing here? Like, what's 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 the problem? Like, you know, and we're not saying we're the best at anything. I, I, mean, I heard
1: the oldest. Like, I heard the oldest Englishman over in the UK say, "Well, you know, I said this once. I said it again. Those bloody Yanks, they're gonna fold in a couple hundred years." <laughs> 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 tell us over the revolution over there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> But, um, yeah, I, I have this meme I say for, for one of my my U.K. friends. No no offense to our U.K. fans. I, I know we have a couple in the audience. But uh, it, it says, blame Cornwallis. And I throw that one up there. Oh, know, oh, oh
2: no politics. No politics.
1: Chris, <laughs> no politics. you apparently don't know who Cornwallis was. Oh, yes, I do.
2: Who was he? Uh, he was the the commanding general for the uh, uh, British forces during the Revolutionary. Okay, War. that was two hundred and umpteen years ago. I think. Yes, that foregoes kind political. of politics. It's political. Oh no. <laughs> it's political.
3: Hey, we're talking about Bigfoot. <laughs> <laughs> hey, talking about Bigfoot. If there anything that's yeah. not political? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Come on, I mean, I said, that video I just posted on. Uh, this is disappointing or whatever it says. it says sasquatch videos we once thought were and turned out that they're not yes. some of the goonie ball conversa- or comments i've i've gotten i mean most everyone's been really awesome for sure but it's like, oh, nice opinion. I'm thinking, you got all the evidence right there. I even gave you more evidence. I gave you the names of the people who did the costumes. I mean, what much more evidence you want? Well, we'd like you to take us right to the person and interview them. Like, Wow. You know, we don't want – that's, again, I get that there's entertainment – shows out here and that's fine but tell everybody you're an entertainment show not a researching show or an investigating show it's it's not the
2: same once you expose the facts i mean what else do you got to do you can't just beat them over the head with it you're going to believe this because this is the facts
1: well not to get political but it was churchill who said a lot a lie gets halfway around the world before you know the truth gets a chance to get its pants on yeah so
4: And That's now not we can hilarious. get around the world in a well, day. Besides, <laughs> yeah. Big, Bigfoot isn't really a political subject. It's a religious subject. Yeah, Very true. It is.
1: Yeah. And and uh, Steve, elaborate on that.
4: Well, first of all, you, you have this really fractious community, the, the so-called Bigfoot community, that I, I've started to come to look at as it's really a bunch of loosely associated villages. And, and oh. these villages oh. have... I thought Leon
1: was taking time to put his tinfoil hat on, but no, I,
4: I didn't want to light a cigarette
3: in front of you guys because I don't want you to know I'm smoking. It's really embarrassing. I was telling Steve I should quit smoking with him online, but you guys are all smoking, so I figured it must be uh, a casual. It's night.
2: okay, man. Uh, you know, we, everybody knows. You know, if you smoke, you kill yourself. So <laughs> <laughs> uh, th-
4: these villages have have these competing ideas, but they they have this kind of a common thread of the Sasquatch creature, but. You also have, well, everyone knows where the torches and the pitchforks are when, when there are disagreements about something going on. Yeah. But one of the things I've, I've come to realize in it is there are a lot of people who are just in it for the story. They're just in it for entertainment. They're not really after the facts about the creature. They're not really after understanding the creature. And a lot of people who are who are hosting uh, channels? Who who host uh, live witnesses and things like that? They're not necessarily looking for information about the creature. They want the story, and yeah. and they're in it for the entertainment and doing the entertainment, not so much yeah, the right. investigation. Right. And and those people just aren't doing what i want to do and, and where i want to go yeah so my my
1: uh, my take on it is the reason why it's so religious uh parts of it not all of it is religious um it's because it's based on a lot of the folks base their stuff on belief absolutely the stick structures is belief yeah. nothing scientific about it nothing no facts no investigative studies other than this is an investigation it's a broken tree did you see what did it no are there tracks around it no is there any hair around it no but a bigfoot had to do it because i can't explain it any other way yeah that's even a high rise
3: in new york city and i've been in the forest at least at the park in the city center park <laughs> central park five times so i know what the real forest is like oh yeah you got to be in the forest so you get the hell scared out of you then you get then you can really appreciate how quickly things can go exceptionally bad which will make you up your game to be more serious about and, what you're and, doing and but and no,
1: say, go ahead it's okay to believe in a bigfoot it's okay to believe it but that doesn't mean you're entitled to your own set of facts
2: uh, i disagree i disagree oh oh i disagree I, I don't think belief has anything to do with it. Well, no, no I'm
1: just saying uh, for your, your now, for your regular person, somebody wants to say they believe in Bigfoot, well, that's okay. fine.
2: Okay, yeah. if somebody, right, if somebody's interested in the topic and they're thinking, "Hey, you know, it, there's a lot of sightings going on, you know, I see shaky videos and stuff. Is it possible that these things could exist?" Well, maybe. And I'm going to study into it more and maybe even go out into the woods and maybe I'll have a sighting. But until they actually have that sighting, you know, uh, they're not going to believe it. So, you know, I, I don't really, for somebody that's already had the sighting, there is nothing to do with belief. Well, I mean, they know they're there.
3: There's the word right there you used. I know it's the same yeah. thing with people who believe they're experiencing Sasquatch compared to people who saw a Sasquatch. Right. Correct. And that's the difference between the two. But if you're if you're if you're curious, remember there's all these other factors. You're you're joining a community. Um, you you get to meet up, you know, and go to these conventions or go to these campouts and go to this. So you start connecting up with people, and so there's a a, a bonding that happens in any system: family system, church system, work system, business system. Uh, sports system where this camaraderie starts happening but if you're if you are from one team and you go to another team's event you will find out fairly quickly whether or not they recognize you as one of the others and as steve from cc would say yeah yeah. The body steps, not part of the pod yeah. people, you know?
2: Got that, yeah.
3: You know what I mean? So, yeah. and that's what the problem is, is we move from tribalism, which is a capacity for tribes to discuss what their information is back and forth, and especially if there is something that's gone awry in the environment, they can still have a discussion to solve the problem. But when it moves to troopism, they don't care because it's 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 now the a core belief system, and their belief system is righter than yours and this is where the conflict clash ends up happening uh,
2: yeah that, that gets back that that gets back to religion where you know people made churches with different views of how things are supposed to be, but then again, you know all of them all the churches go into a belief system uh with into something that they've never seen so that's right. I don't know if too many people. Uh, that have actually seen one of these creatures really fall into that category of joining those groups. Well,
3: But think of how crazy you would feel about going into systems that are feeling that way. The ones who have no idea what they're talking about are the crazy ones. But they're going to turn like when I teach in courses stuff, I always say to the people in the course, I say, don't go back and talk to your family about what we're talking about because they're going to turn on you like wolves because you're going to have a depth of wisdom and knowledge is different than wisdom. Knowledge is the information about stuff. Wisdom is really getting what the hell the game is. Oh, and yeah. the problem is, is if you go into a system and you declare the reality of the system, Matt Moneymaker claimed in 2020, these are the best Sasquatch tracks this year in Slow Can Lake. This is his declaration. The president of BFRO Bigfoot field researching organization. That means you're on the field. They're on the field investigating it. So what do I do? I take our team up there because it's by our place. They're moose tracks. They're obviously moose tracks. No one's been on there. So you have these people who start rising up of importance. You know, and that's the problem with systems. You know, when you look at systems, systems are patterns. And when you find out systems, the good thing about system study is you you can lay a blueprint over all systems. And you ask all the questions you would about the system. You know, who's the number one people? How did they get there? The Bigfoot community, you're talking about the Christian community. Yeah, there's 30,000 different denominations, right? It's been around for over 2,000 years. All of them are Christian. But you can start off with Jesus and the 12 disciples and then go through the system and see how those all spread out. Now, the right. big online in Western culture is a great system to study. Western culture, okay, not saying um, earlier than basically the 50s, uh, but it started out with certain people, the four horsemen, and and they had ideas and stuff like that, and then people started building on those ideas, and it's a nice system because you can start following where the woo starts coming in, right. you know, and then you, you can start following how the woo shifted itself from certain ideologies of the unknown, supernatural kind of stuff, which is stuff that we don't believe – have an answer for. So we go into this idea that it must be something unexplained. Well, that makes sense. That's in our past. I mean, a thousand years ago, if we were on a ship in the middle of the ocean and we saw these illuminated uh, six foot long, seven foot long things floating under the boats, we would think they were spirits from Davy Jones' locker. But today Mm -hmm. we realize that's plasma from Mm -hmm. a bacteria that when fish or people or anything goes through it, it ignites or it, it fires itself up. And that's the same part of the brain today because it's been around in our brain for thousands, hundreds of thousands of years. It's the right. same part of the brain that gets hijacked. And that's what people don't understand. And you have to be able to you know, call your own card on that. And um, I don't care, like, uh, Steve, when you're doing an investigation, it, you want to know what is going on. And that's the key thing what you're talking about, Chris. If you've seen one or if you're interested in one and you're really into this and I would think that 90% of people that are online, just doing this stuff. They're not that level. Like us four would be here, but I'm really freaking interested to know what the hell's going on, but where would you go do the resources for it? Well, you find a couple of good resources like Thomas and stuff and you look and they read books and their stuff, but then you come online and you're saturated with 90% or how did Thomas say Steve CC to, uh, Matt from, uh, central of uh, uh, central florida bigfoot he says yeah but matt you've only been online for 2 years you they come and they dump dump trucks of just pure garbage on you and the matt says well you know you sift through it dump yeah. trucks matt yeah. <laughs> every year more and more dump trucks of the same Narration, the same claims, but no one's saying that center part there. And sometimes
1: they'll pick up the pile, the old piles, and then pick it back yeah, up yeah, and yeah. dump it back on you again years yeah. later. Yeah. Saying it's, yeah, <laughs> like that's true, right? I, I so love, love it. That's the Sean like O'Bannon that. hoax. That's this hoax. That's that hoax. That's, yeah. you know, constantly. You know, I'm sure in five years somebody will post the Sean Bannon monster, you know, the, the Redwoods monster picture. Yeah say oh look it's real Sounds
3: and cool. it's a hell of a great i got sucked into that one that was hook landing thing i remember showing people that whole thing look at this one this is great it through the booster i mean that's what it's supposed to be right that is what we're all hoping for but it's hoaxed But not yeah it is hoax i would say it's But misrepresented would be a better one for that video but um uh, But it looked really good. That's the evidence we want. If we can do that with a fake one, that we should be able to do that with a live one. But we can't even find the bloody things because we're not asking ourselves the right question, doing the right due diligence of training ourselves. How do you even find a track? How do you learn to read the track? How do you learn to follow the ground? How do you learn to follow uh, our, yeah, blah.
1: The basics the basics we've forgotten yeah. the basics yes well, you know, totally. I, I i think folks like Steinberg and myself and a lot of the older the, some of the older guys were that were running around before the internet knew the basics like okay we got to track this so how do we track it well just like any other tracker okay let's start you know yeah am i looking for broken broken branches hell yeah but i'm not looking for tree breaks just anonymously They <clears throat> be in concert with something yeah you know, um, there's a big difference, you know, when I look for, for tree breaks, I'm not, you know, I don't find one and go, look, a Bigfoot did this. Well, okay. If a Bigfoot did that, there's gotta be a swath of tree breaks for where it walked through. That's right. You know, but you don't see that. That's what I look for is that swath. that something large moved through an area. Well, not, and again, not, think not, of not it. for these miscellaneous, oh, there's one tree break. Oh, right. here's a sick structure. That's right. Yeah.
3: So when you're walking through a, the forest, you got something that's, say, seven to eight feet tall, three and a half feet, four feet across. Uh, yeah, again, people uh, when you people are not trained visually to know what they're actually seeing when they're going through the bush. I see a track. I look at the track. I keep following the track. Well, just out of fun learn about a whole bunch of other things again those three things i just mentioned reading tracks reading the ground uh learning how to track tracks not mice tracks by the way <laughs> yep. inside joke there uh but uh the, uh, uh, the idea that. when you can see some when your eyes get more information and more education then you have more options to put the toss salad approach together so when i'm reading body language with people i'm uh, you know people are they kind of think I'm looking for something specific. Well, I am looking for something specific, but not what they're looking for. I'm looking for what should be there. That's not present there. And, and, but you have to know what should be there in order to recognize it's missing there. Even though a person seems like they're crying, My somebody's killed my daughter. Somebody returned my daughter, please. You all know, that action there that's hiding is what that is. Yep. I can't take this anymore. Give me a minute. That's buying time. That's what mm. that is. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Uh, if their hands come down there, you don't see snot in their nose, their face, their eyes are all puffed up. And sometimes what they'll do is this, and they'll they'll move their hand out of the way so you can see the one tear they've been able to strain out of their eyes. So they <laughs> they can, yeah. I'm not bullshitting you, that's yeah. what yeah. I
2: squeezed okay, out. Yeah,
3: I mean, so the idea about, again, if you looked at a person's body as a forest, there's a lot of data coming in. If you can know what you're looking for, for the correct data you should be seeing, it'll help you lead you to a more factual uh, conclusion in the investigation. But if you're not, if you're not. and again, I'm not blaming anybody. The key part is it's been so bloody frustrating for me after five years of, I didn't come online just to look for a Bigfoot because i seen one. I came online to study what happens to somebody. Comes online looking for a Bigfoot or Sasquatch. Thomas will rag on me if I don't say that. <laughs> and also study the Bigfoot uh, uh, community as a system to try to help them to find out what they're missing. And I'll tell you what they're missing. Uh, that became evident when I went up to Slocan or up to yeah, slow Can for that Matt Moneymaker's claims the best Sasquatch of 2020. This is a North America. This guy's saying it. The president of an organization that we go to, the general public would go to, believing at the priming of the narrative that they collect and vet, according to, if you read their uh, Bigfoot or BFRO webpage, stringent, these are the words on their webpage, trained. Are they now? If the president isn't going to do this, first of all, he's embarrassed everybody else who's trying, who's gone through their courses or their weekend stuff who honestly maybe are sincere and mean well about this. But if the president isn't doing it, you can't trust anybody because everything comes into suspicion now.
2: Well, um, yeah, but Leon, people make mistakes. Uh granted, yeah, this, this is, the this is a big mis-
3: oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, totally. The, this is the difference. That's why if anyone checks out my channel and you look up, look for a video called "The Big." Fear. Yeah, but
1: you, you know, you know. In, in truth, though, um, I I see this very often. I mean, and what it is is that I think confirmation bias, and this is something I'm very, very alert and attuned to. You know, especially when I had my team deployed, and that's why so many times we come back nothing, because we're very attuned to that. Yeah. Um. uh Is um. You know, I, I see this hundreds of times on 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 Facebook by people that believe that they've actually have evidence, and I'm looking and like that's a snowshoe hair and snow. Yeah, totally. I you watched know? one
5: of those the other day.
4: There. Just- yeah, but you're and, willing and, to come and, back and, and, with and, nothing. Huh? You're willing to come back with nothing. That's it. That's the key. Yeah, but but you know, here's the thing.
2: Um
1: there's a group. There there there's three separate groups. There's people like me that will go out there and if we come across something wonderful, if if we come across something, we do, it doesn't come out the next day. You're lucky if it comes out the next week because yeah. we we're vetting it. We're looking at it. We're sending it to people to look at what do you think? What, you know. There's a lot of people I know that send me stuff organizations that what do you think and I know they're sending it to other people too to, to, to get a consensus to see if it's something worth putting out there um, then you have the group that puts stuff out there because of confirmation bias oh look at these tree structures look at these tracks look at these that's why I I, I think that's the realm where this this greatest tracks comment may, makes um and then finally, you have the ones that have to come back with something, the ones Steve's talking about. And I think by far the biggest group is the group in the middle, the group that that has such confirmation bias, and they'll defend it and fight. You'll say, well, you know, look at the track this way. If you're looking at you know, hey, I found these tracks. Now, I'm not saying you did it, you're the one who created this track, but... If you look at it there is no flow pattern to the track there's no movement to the track it looks like it just came down straight and got picked back up there's no there's no sediment going forward of the track which there should be if it's a forward moving creature there should be some sediment sedimentary shifting and you'll tell that person eh, that, that that that's I'm sorry but that is not a tra-. and they'll fight what do you mean
3: I'm
1: not saying you did it I'm just saying that you know <laughs> You put it work. out there. What do you think? I'm telling you what I think. And now you, I've told you what you think, and you're not hearing what you want to hear. You've just convinced me that you're working on a confirmation basis by a scale. And that's that's okay. what I see.
3: Well, so part that's of the a, research you're doing, sorry, Steve, but part of the research you're doing is on the witness. Oh, and absolutely. So if, you, so if you were explaining, like uh, nice. we were talking to somebody the other night there about a track and stuff, and I said, well, it looks to me it's this way. And uh, the reason why it looks this way, and as you explain to them, so they can see from your inside out. And uh, Steve Cece was talking about, you know, we can't for pro- was it transfer or you're on the deck of the enterprise? Well,
4: What's that Steve? To, to teach you something? I can't just teleport my knowledge yeah. into your brain, <laughs> I, I I have to. Build neural pathways. Yes. That, that is a, a process of education and those neural paths have to connect to other parts of your brain so you know how it relates into the world around you.
1: But by, by the way, Steve, is that Scotty taking a poop behind you? <laughs> 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 That's not the poop deck, it's engineering. Get out of there. Oh, no.
3: <laughs> yeah, it is. Yeah, come on. Get the, get with the program there, Steve. <laughs> But I, I, uh, no, okay. it's great. It's like, and that's I'll, when they i
4: switch to Babylon Five then. There <laughs> you go. <laughs> oh, that's nice. I like that. One. It's got trees there. <laughs> hey, is that a marijuana plant back there? What the? <laughs>
3: He's in Washington State. <laughs> that's very true. know
4: what they'll grow in hydroponics. <laughs>
1: um. Yeah. I mean, one of the first. One of the first, well, not first questions, but one of the questions I get around to in my first interview with a person is, um, you know, I always say, so what kind of, uh, you know, prior to your sighting, uh, what did you know about Bigfoot? I always, I always throw that question. Well, I've watched Finding Bigfoot about, you know, eight times, nine times. And then I'm like, Ugh. or they watched Finding Bigfoot and Expedition Bigfoot or Expedition Bigfoot and, or, you know, whatever show with a show du jour. And then the next thing I know, I say, are you watching any paranormal shows? Just because I want to see if they're going to cross the, the mesh on that too. But um, it's one of the qualifying questions, you know, does this witness have a propensity for a confirmation bias? I watch finding, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a big fan of, you know, finding Bigfoot. And then they just happen to go out in the woods. The one time they go out in the woods and they see a Bigfoot. You know, it's kind of stuff like that, that, you know, we have to get through that minutiae. Um, definitely, um, uh, confirmation bias is always on my mind, talking to witnesses, you know, and and what they know, you know, sometimes people will come to me, well, you know, I looked at the internet and blah, 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 and now you got to kind of, they've been kind of tainted a little bit because now did their description get better since they've been on the internet? Because now they're reading other people's encounters. Yeah. And they say, well, it had a conical shaped head. Oh, you know, I think mine had a conical shaped head. You know, did they, you know, now when you get that, that witness, is it a fresh yeah. virgin witness or have they, that's why the first thing in an investigation they do is they separate the witnesses to talk to them right. because you don't want that corruption. So that's a, big, uh, that's a big thing that we have to deal with. So, yeah, as you, as you asked, my uh, yeah, you have to investigate the witness. That, that is the most important. That is the focal point of a sighting report, is the witness. When you have a film, if somebody says, oh, I got this video of Bigfoot, and it's ambiguous, or if it doesn't prove it's a Bigfoot, or it, it looks great, the center point of that film is the witness and people fail to see that constantly because it's what they can see for that instant gratification rather than let's dig in and see if everything matches well or doesn't.
3: Yeah. Yeah, Part of your, your responsibility is to assist people to help them verify from their own uh, perceptions of whether or not they actually experienced it to the credit of the people who reported the Slocan, um uh track trackway of 2020 they didn't report it that way they just contacted uh, bfro but after we went up and talked to them and interviewed them that we actually took them out to the you know took them to the foot of snow we showed them how to check out tracks in any type of track in snow if it's a foot deep that's the best thing you could have because the print at the bottom, the track at the bottom is protected. Right. it will be like an ice track. So it's, a, it's a wolf track. It's going to look like an ice shoe. You can actually probably pour anything, uh, mold stuff in it. And you'll get exactly what you're doing. So we filmed that all out. But the key part was we took the witnesses back and we said, and we had the skeptic who we have a skeptic that's on our team and we had him do the, uh, the excavating down and then move towards the track in the snow. And, uh, and he, I mean, that would have been the sweetest person to give. Imagine a skeptic, I don't believe in this, and all of a sudden he comes across a nice big freaking.
5: Right.
3: right. What a gifting <laughs> to him! And watch and film him. you know, like holy shit, holy yeah. shit, you guys are right. Right. <laughs> so we did that with the people who were witnesses, but what we showed them was the idea of first of all, this is how you actually do this. You know, how many videos have you seen online where they show tracks in the snow and there are straight lines? Well, bloody, learn how to. Uh, Excavate uh, snow tracks. they will tell you every time what's at the bottom of it. So when you kind of,
1: I gotta ask, I gotta ask, when you did with that with the witnesses, what was their reaction when they saw it was a moose?
3: That that it was
1: what? It was a moose, correct? Yeah, right. What was their reaction? They
3: were totally great. Matter of fact, they were impressed because we showed them how to find out.
1: And that's the cool thing about legit witnesses. Yeah. You know, is that when you finally show, like, years ago, uh, God, I want to say it was 2006. We had this photo from uh, LaSalle Falls, Wisconsin. And the guy was really, uh, I have a video on YouTube on on the channel of it. Uh, But the guy said, listen, uh, you know, here's this picture my girlfriend took. There's something standing behind me or it looks like it's something standing behind me. I don't have a clue. I didn't hear anything. I didn't see anything, smell anything, nothing. Um, turn around. Um, <laughs> I, I, I turned around and um, ask him if he can send me the index print. And he does. He sends me the index print with all the pictures he took on the trip. Because this is the time he was using a photo camera. Or a film camera, I'm sorry. Um he gave us the, the GPS coordinates. And one of the guys that I know who lived nearby, he took a bunch of pictures and we realized that it was rock falling. And, and this rock because the leaves had fallen, kind of given this paradigm effect of looking like a Sasquatch standing there. And it does, it looks really good. Head, you know, long arms, like, you know, what w- appears to be a partially obscured leg behind a tree, which but it was rock. And the foliage was covering it just in the right way to make it look like that. But his reaction was completely, oh, thank God, you know, I'm I'm glad we figured it out. That That is awesome. Now I can put this one to rest. And that was their attitude, you know, and, and that's the way a legit witness is, is, is that that they don't want to have you don't want to have a witness that has a, a bias towards well, what, what do you mean? That's a rock. You know, he didn't come out and say that because if he did, then I would be very curious as to what his motivations were.
3: Well, one of the witnesses, she was a PhD in uh, psychology and it was funny watching her when we were filming her because you could see she was processing and you could see her shift what she thought it was. And that's Mm -hmm. what you're looking for is this an openness to understand and to learn and be educated instead of just somebody coming in and declaring and feeding the narrative that's already primed in their thinking process. And then they start telling other people you know, that, well, yeah, we had this researcher and he said it was Sasquatch and stuff. And then they have us show up there, you know, and we show them what it is. And and they yeah, no, it wasn't a Sasquatch net, but they they still want us to come up. They have fantastic property, prime location for Sasquatch. They have a beautiful, nice big cabin we can stay in for free. Um, But they're just great people. And plus she works, uh, her area of expertise or interest is very similar to mine. She deals with cults, so. We're going to have a hell of a good time visiting uh, in the summertime up in their, their place and having some really good, why do people believe what they believe? And it's yeah. you know, there's some great YouTube channels or YouTube shows you can punch up about, look that up. Why do people believe what they believe? Why do you believe what you believe? Are you sure you know why you're believing what you're believing? Because I can guarantee you probably don't. <laughs> yeah. I think you just like the rest of us, you walk through life, you've absorbed a lot of information and and um and all of a sudden it comes up when a person makes a comment about something where your brain's familiar with and it pops up your brain pops out the idea you don't know what you're
1: talking about but so, have information about it so. so my buddy Jeff asked a question and it's kind of funny it's that question I talked to Steve I talked to CC and Chris about earlier you know in your opinion how many Sasquatch do you think that are out there and you think they're only large women or does it vary? I have no idea I'm not an ecologist uh, I would have no way of saying anything but pure opinion, and I don't have an opinion. I once did, but I don't anymore. I'm smart enough to realize that my opinion is about the same as the man in the street, because I have no technical knowledge or research enough to know the number of Sasquatch that are out there.
2: I know there are at least four.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I know there's at least two, because I've seen... You know, I know there's at least two, because I've seen... So if there's two, (laughs) there's got to be more, because somebody had to make them, but...
3: Well, there's another way you can find that data out or be a little interesting <laughs> or a little more closer with finding maybe information that out. And that would be if you looked at animals that happen to be predatorial animals, how much area do they need square miles wise? So a black bear needs about anywhere between 300 to 500 square miles.
1: But they hibernate.
3: No, no, wait, that's right. <laughs> uh, mountain lions, on the other hand, they don't hibernate. Yeah. They need a thousand square miles. Right. A deer needs between thirteen miles to seventeen miles. And, and so when you're, when, and again, you guys just do studies on animals and how much, what's their, what's their feeding range. But
1: because then again, a, a chimpanzee has a twenty to twenty-four mile home range. Right. But, right
3: but again, you, you'd also t- have to take in. There's other things you have to take in factor with that is. I, like in Canada here you're gonna get snow between yeah. anywhere between four months to six to eight months of the year depending on where you're located up here yeah uh, so that's gonna make a difference as well. so um, uh, but there's you know that's the thing is if, if, if people can think out of the box differently and and look at other species and find out well if it's say it's eating just all flesh and blood kind of stuff, Well, what other animals eat flesh and blood and how big of a range? So you don't have to get the exact number, but if it's a huge range, then um, and a Sasquatch is eating just meat, say, it's going to be a huge range. If it's a mixed diet, it's going to be medium range. If it's not a mixed diet and it's mostly vegetarian or something like that, it's going to be a smaller uh, range. But so that kind of gives you some kind of, some, a, a bit of a figure to work with right. in regards to. But the,
1: but then you have to figure in, in a well too, is that you're comparing, you know, ungulates and, and, and Ursa and, and feline. And you're, you're, you're comparing that to a primate. And that's a whole nother bag of wax because
3: no well, well not down again slower down, just, well, slow it down. just it is slow it down. There's is right. there's there's a lot of primates again you could do the same transference of data i mean we're not right. talking yeah. that you're right. going to get 100% accurate right. data what you're looking for is Agreed. behaviors in again patterns but, of behaviors but because, but because the, the
1: sasquatch lives in a different environment could also throw that off for the rest of the primates as well well what about so the primates? like that,
3: what what about the primates that live in the mountains during the winter time
1: yeah, Well, exactly, but they're not necessarily higher primates, are they?
3: Well, what is a higher primate? What's your definition of a higher primate?
1: Well, look at the the actual scientific classification. The higher primates are the rangs, the, the chimps, the <laughs> I gorillas. I know what they
3: are. Right. What does it mean when they're saying that is what I'm asking you.
1: <laughs> what I mean is a specific class of primate.
3: Okay, and in that class, it makes them that in that class because they're like this. What is the this?
1: Larger brain function, less ten, more uh, more uh, tailless. They have no tails. They have no prehensile tails. Um, that's usually the biggest one. Is the New World monkeys, the Old World monkeys, and the uh, the the higher primates, aka the great or the great apes. Um, the 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 higher primates, great apes, don't have a prehensile tail. They are uh, they are less uh, they are more uh, cultural than the rest of them uh, than the other ones. So well, their yeah, their I, feeding habits are a little different.
2: I think that's uh, yeah. the best thing to do too when we're doing uh, uh, research about Sasquatch, Bigfoot. Uh look at, you know, everybody pretty much agrees it's a primate. Yeah. Uh, I mean, there have been some reports of lizard men, okay? But I, I don't think that was necessary. I think those turned out to be dogs. But I don't think that's necessarily a, a, a... If you study one higher primate, chances are that another one does similar things to the one you're studying. right? So even though we don't know for sure what the home range of a Bigfoot is, uh, we could do a little study about, well, what's the home range of a gorilla? You know, um, how those are pretty big guys, too. And, uh, but you know, we pretty much know their diet because everybody's been able to observe them, watch them eat and stuff. Uh, we just have to project, you know, what might a Sasquatch be? Well, could they be vegetarians? Well, yes, it's, they could. Could they eat meat? Well, yeah, they could. Uh, nobody but then knows. you have to,
1: unlike the the populations of chimp and gorilla, um, yeah, you know there, there's environmental differences,
5: mm-hmm. there's
1: food source differences, there's, you know, you have to think of their reproductive health. You know, is their home range greater because because as evolution gathers, you realize that they can't all uh, mate successfully close together because then they would be crossbreeding and that would cause defects. So is the range greater because of that? Because their, their density obviously would have to be per se less than, so there's so many factors, you know, I, I wouldn't know where to begin. I, like I said, not a scientist. There are scientists that can figure that stuff out. And that's the exact reason why I said, I have no clue how many there are their home range. No idea. Do they range? Yeah, absolutely, because primates do.
4: But well, those scientists have also figured out um, you know, the, the the populations of animals that would be prey animals to these, and they estimate estimate a certain ar- amount are taken by prey by various predators, and a certain amount are oh. attrited. But if there's an unrecognized predator in that environment, they're they're attributing something to attrition that is actually predation, and they're not even aware of it. Yeah.
1: Yeah. And and like I, I would say, and and the reason why my answer is I don't know. And, and I know we can there's somebody out there that probably can figure it out scientifically, either by statistical information, by by using other stuff. I'm smart enough to say I wouldn't have a clue. <laughs> you know, I w- I'm smart well, enough to I mean, say I'm that's stupid
3: what we're supposed <laughs> to be doing. I mean, the idea about yeah. following these concepts and ideas is to take us down into other parts of educating that just help us out a little bit like an orangutan they're not like a a a gorilla in regards to their energy level orangutans like hanging around you know they're they're slow moving you know they're not running all over the place like a gorilla can do and so uh they don't cover lots of big area, but they'd certainly have to have a good food source in that smaller area to definitely right. support uh, a whole um, yeah. patch of them or a group of them, I guess. So.
1: I, I would definitely say that that if if orangutans and chimps populated in the United States, the chimps would be up north because they're like always busy. The oranges would be down south where they're much more relaxed. And, hey, okay. right, yeah. Bias. <laughs> yeah. No, no, things are much faster. Like, like you, you yeah. go to you go to the upper states and things are just busy.
2: Oh, yeah. You
1: yeah. go to the lower states, things are relaxed.
2: Yeah, ah, well, you know, come on. It's oh, more
1: yeah, welcoming. Yeah,
2: yeah they're it's surfers. So laid back.
3: They're more like surfers.
1: <laughs> no, that's the West Coast. All right. Yeah, that's the West Coast. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but not I, that relaxed
2: <laughs> I, I, lo- I love uh, the topic uh, that, that Leon's been talking about 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 your brain how you perceive things uh, how it works and understanding that will actually make everyone a better researcher yep because I, I've seen it a thousand times and I've talked to people well I'm not gonna not a thousand several hundred times uh, people go out into the woods. And, uh, if it's not something they've been doing every day, uh, if there's any tracks out there, they're going to find them because the only place they're looking is straight down at their feet while they're walking along. They look at their feet straight, you know, step by step by step. And, you know, I noticed people walk for 20 minutes at a time and they never looked up. And I'm like, uh, dude, you know, you're never going to see anything if you're always looking at your feet. It's good to be wary if you're in an area that has snakes to look down and then every now and then and glance, to make sure you, you don't step on a snake or you, you're not going to step over, trip over a log. But, you know, I always advise everybody, look, look, scan, look, look down, scan up ahead about, you know, 10 or 15 feet and then look around as you walk, you know, and, and, but people don't do that. And it's because of that percent, they fail to perceive what's around them. They, they concentrate on where they're walking. And there's more to the woods than where you're walking.
3: Well, and, and and just another angle at that, too, is when you're listening to what witnesses are reporting, it also tells you what type of brain they might have. Right. So they can swim. OK, can they swim underwater is my question, because if they can swim under the water, that means <laughs> they have a part of their brain developed that you would need in order to have language as well. Right. You have to be able to control your breathing when you're talking. And um, uh, what's another one that would be? Um, uh, you know, do they have a higher conscience availability to them? What does that mean? Higher conscience availability is can they recognize themselves when they see themselves? The way an elephant can, the way a crow can, the way a dolphin can, uh, because that's that's about awareness. And if I have awareness, that means my brain it would be more to this idea you know i hear all the time well they're very unique and very smart and all that kind of say yeah but what kind of smart instinctually smart right or consciously uh processing smart mm-hmm. meaning that they're assessing analyzing and uh, uh, um, uh puzzle solving So, like an octopus can solve something uh, learn it once and it'll remember it every other time uh, a yeah. crow can usually come up with, it can do seven steps to solve a puzzle uh, to get to food. So, and again, those are all seem to have a conscious availability to themselves, uh, knowing the difference between them and the others that look like them. So, and that's what I'm interested in because that was, that's, that's the data that's going to help us understand, are we just looking for something that is more naturally fluent in the forest Like how many Cougars have you actually ran into in your life? Not many people have ran into cougars. Those are fluent animals in the bush. They right, you cougars?
1: haven't gone to the no, bars Chris has gone to. No. <laughs>
3: yeah. Well, I mean, but then again, you know, talking Matthew Johnson, it's like, well, they're using, you know, these portals and stuff. Well, what, what is it? Like Steve's background there <laughs> where the guy comes in and goes, yeah, I want to go to Earth. I got an appointment for coffee around 3.13. I want to hit this part of the planet. And, you know, can you zip me over there? Because i got some friends I want to meet there. Matthew Johnson, I don't know if you've ever heard of him or not, but we're having a meeting with all the other ambassadors like I mean this is loony thinking to me it's like uh, that's such a far jump from reality from what we actually know which is basically nothing and it's going to continue to be basically nothing if we first don't vet everything and we don't and we vet it in a way that we're all using a similar standard of baloney detection kit or Merton's norms and we stop uh, which we can't do online. We can't do it online on the massive platforms, but we can certainly do a different style of channels online where we start connecting up with each other that we all use a very similar standard so that we can actually have a conversation about, holy shit. Like it's, it is neat for us because we are out there online and people seem to respect what we're trying to do and be honest and sincere and fair about it, that they're actually showing us some stuff. Um, Steve had somebody reach out to him the other day. That's got some pretty interesting stuff. Uh, I had, and Steve both received a message from another fellow who wanted us to check out some other stuff for him. So we get kind of get the inside good stuff, you know, and that's, you wow. have to somehow present yourself in a way that you're not caught in the cuckoo bin. But the problem is, A lot of the cuckoo bin (laughs) sends a lot of stuff that's just cuckoo-ness, like you're saying, Steve. You know, like it's like, uh, so, uh, and after you're doing it, like somebody said to me on my last video there, I was, you know, showing all these Sasquatch videos that they're not Sasquatch. And then I did this little spoof. Well, I didn't, but Phil did from Para Breakdown of, uh, you know, here comes it. He's got MK Davis talking and he's dubbed in this hilariously. Mm -hmm. A, a Martian head and <laughs> a gorilla outfit. And, now look at it come around here. And I was doing this, this. And so the comment the person left was, uh, you know, I was totally into your videos and stuff like that, and I was watching this when I was totally into what I was saying. And then you did the uh, vid- the part of the video where you- it's like a satire or whatever like that. And that was it. that. Was it? You couldn't do it. And I thought, fuck, if you don't have levity, you know, if you don't have levity, where you can come up and say I was a complete moron. You guys, I thought it was this, this, and this, and this is why I thought it, and this is why I got primed for thinking about it. So, you educate people online and uh, and come true about it. If we can't joke about the seriousness, you know, these people it's, who attack with this seriousness of certainty that they're right, then you ask them to show you and, or give you at least some kind of depth conversation about their positioning,
1: and there's nothing in this at all. So, after all, it's just Bigfoot.
3: <laughs> yeah, totally. I just had to send somebody to the hospital to 15 minutes of going to work this morning. That's what I ended up doing because they were dying. So there that's a little more serious. Right. Yep. <laughs> you know, that's no time to joke. <laughs> yeah. You know, but like this stuff is like, yes. what do you guys know? You're defending tooth and nail an idea, basically, instead of yep. the facts, depending on your experience, I guess. But I mean, I'm fortunate that I met Steve from Cures Cryptid and a few other people out there. It's only taken me five years to find the right people. Thomas Steinberg was a huge godsend from saving me out of the insanity, you know. And I'm following you, uh, Steve. You're you're you over the years behind the scenes stalking you. And Chris, I didn't ever really met you before. Sorry, buddy. But I, I know I, I, I'm, I'm worried about you already because you're hanging out with that guy up there.
5: <laughs>
3: not this guy, not not this guy, but the other guy yeah. up there, yeah. way up there. Brady Bunch guy at the top. So um, you know, I don't know, it's madness. That's what I've I crazy <laughs> to madness. This is where I jumped in yep. in less than well, six months. So
1: guess what? It's that time, folks. Oh no. <laughs> yeah, we're actually over by five minutes already.
2: Oh well, uh, uh Steve cc have you got a
4: YouTube channel? Uh well, oh, Yes, it, it's Curious Cryptid. And I also have the website, which is on the watermark uh, okay. just over my head.
2: CuriousCryptid.com. And YouTube will be Curious Cryptid. And of and course, Leon. Bigfoot uh, Okanagan. Think? Bigfoot. Which Okanagan. Uh,
1: Steenberg, uh, Steenberg told me a couple of weeks ago he would like to file an official protest. You're Canadian. You should call it Sasquatch Okanagan.
3: E tell me that all the time. <laughs>
1: <laughs> but I did remember oh, to. Man. To lodge that protest at the very well, end. Well, he's probably
3: watching
0: now anyway. So it'll come back. So in I, some
1: I see what you did, Steve. You had a very good job telling him about
0: that. Yeah, totally. <laughs> that Thompson
3: character.
1: Thompson guy. We
3: need to change it from Bigfoot Okanagan to Sasquatch. But,
1: but you know, it was funny to have him on the show. Chris missed it, unfortunately. It was a great show. And, and Chris told me, I, and he told me, yeah, oh, you should quit smoking cigarettes, go to a pipe. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, love tom but I, I love tom <laughs> and and now you know he decided after the first time he was on the show because i had to hold the phone up and decided to get the webcam and the mic now and everything and i've turned him into a monster he loves going yeah. on podcasts now which is a great thing because we need his wisdom out there that's for sure yeah,
3: yeah. he's so, got the history he's the archives he's got the yeah. history of everybody the originals
1: yeah. For sure. Amen. So, uh, so folks, uh, I think it's time to sign off. Uh, Chris, anything you want to say to the folks out there?
2: I just like to thank everybody for coming. Uh, thank our guests Steve, Chris, Crypted, and Leon. If you, if you, if you guys is first time watching on YouTube, please uh, hit the like and subscribe button, and don't forget least, to share. Yeah, don't forget to share. Leave a comment. Uh, if you don't like us, you know, okay, leave a comment. Tell Steve you don't like his haircut or whatever. Uh, <laughs> thanks, thanks, Chris. Uh, uh, like to thank our our, our lovely <laughs> viewers and listeners that uh, that joined us tonight. Appreciate it. And uh, you know, we we really do thank a lot of you guys. Your great audience. Steve, yes, we
1: got the best audience, smartest audience in the world out there. You sure and do. I want to thank uh, Leon and Steve for coming on tonight. And, uh, it was, like I said, it was going to be a deep dive today. That's why I have the thinking Sasquatch sitting on the stump over there. <laughs> this is going to blow people's minds away and it, it never ceases to inspire me. Uh, the way you guys talk. So, uh, you know, uh, There's B. Hi, B. and B, B finally showed up. <laughs> <laughs> Um she was late she she must be in the bleachers tonight cuz she can't yeah. leave, I think. Yeah. So but anyway, uh next week we're still working on guests for next week. Um I'm trying to think uh I'm trying to get my coconut on head uh, straight. Uh there were some things I was going to show tonight. We're going to move on next week. Starting next week we're going to be doing a uh product of the week segment, uh give you a little preview uh on what that's going to be. You can just go to squashtech.com. We already have the product of the week posted but we got so busy tonight that we just never got around to it so we'll do that again next week um, we'll do that next week um, but anyway folks uh, again thanks guys and on uh, behalf of everybody here uh, and S- at Squatch DTV we want to wish everybody a happy safe and healthy week you know uh, everybody uh, thank god the pandemic is finally breaking I don't even have to wear a mask at work anymore yeah
2: got my second shot all right (laughs) how long ago uh two days ago
1: all right so you got a couple of weeks and you're in the clear won't be long Uh, that is awesome so uh folks again be healthy stay safe god bless and keep on squatching we'll catch you all here next week sunday nights 9 p.m eastern youtube.com forward slash steve calls we'll catch you all later